are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. So the gospel is the good news. It is the power of God unto salvation, which means deliverance, preservation, healing, and soundness, prosperity is even involved in that. And I'll tell you, if you preach it the way the Word says it, and with the right attitude, people will believe it. But you can turn people off. You can say things the wrong way. You can say things and, you know, you take the Bible and go to beating people over the head with it. Sure, they're bound in religious tradition. You were too when you heard it. (laughs) I know you were because we all were. We were all in the same boat. We got bound by religious tradition. And because we got free from it, sometimes we want to just take the Bible and beat people over the head with it, you know, and say, no, you're wrong. Here's the way it ought to be. Well, they're not going to receive that. And anytime you teach something that people won't receive, I don't care if you are right, you're wrong. You've missed it. You understand what I'm saying? So the sweetness of the lips increase learning. Now, Paul says the gospel is the power of God. Now, the reason the gospel, the good news, is the power of God, he's talking about the word of God is the good news. He didn't say it was bad news. Sometimes people take good news and turn it into bad news. It's amazing to me how many preachers, how many ministers can take good news, and when they get through with it, it's bad news. The one I'm thinking about now is what the Apostle Paul said Jesus said to him when he prayed and said, you know, to deliver him from the thorn in the flesh. And Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. And I've heard people take that, you see. And because of religious tradition, because of not understanding some things, they would say, well, God wouldn't heal Paul. And you see, what Jesus was saying to Paul was that, Paul, my grace is sufficient. Grace is God's willingness. That's one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible for healing or for deliverance. In the first place, his thorn in the flesh wasn't sickness anyway. But he said, depend on my grace, Paul. And he had to tell Paul that three times before he ever got what he was saying. And you see, finally, Paul got it, that God wasn't going to do it. Jesus wasn't going to do it. It It's up to Paul. He had to act on that grace. And he had to resist the devil. And then he did get rid of the thorn in the flesh. But you see, the gospel is the power of God. It's the good news. And sometimes people take it and make bad news out of it or get ashamed of it. I've seen people that were ashamed of the prosperity message. Why? They're just making a cult out of it. Well, you know, I don't like being called a cult, of course. But, you know, it's better than a poverty cult. If you're going to call it a prosperity cult, but of course that's not it at all. We're talking about declaring the principles of the Bible, see. I'll tell you, God's Word is full of prosperity. And it's all involved in salvation. Now, here's the point I wanted to get to in this verse of Scripture. Paul said, the gospel, the good news, is the power of God unto salvation. The word salvation there is the Greek word sozo, which means deliverance, preservation, healing, sinus. The idea there encompassed in it is total prosperity for spirit, soul, and body. Now that's all involved there. And the Apostle Paul said that the good news is the power of God. 
Now, with that in mind, let's go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Or verse 1, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, I want you to notice something here about faith. He says, now faith is. If you'll notice, there is a present tense word on both sides of the word faith there. Now faith. Somebody said faith is a substance of, but the Bible says now faith is. But, of course, if it's not now faith, it's not faith at all. Hope is always out in the future. And this is where a lot of people miss it. They say, well, I'm ho- I believe God's going to do this sometime. Now, what many people mean, and I know that I've said it probably back sometime, was that I believe it's going to manifest sometime. But we say it wrong sometimes, and sometimes that's the way people mean it. They say, well, I believe God's going to do it sometime. Well, no, God's done all he's ever going to do about your healing. He's done all he's ever going to do about your finances. He's done all he's ever going to do about the devil until the end time, see. The promise of God is already said. His will, God's will is in this book, in this New Testament. This is the will of God. Now, that is God's will. That is God's purpose. That is Jesus' last will and testament. And he's already said yes to it. It's not a matter of God doing something. It's a matter of us receiving what he's already done and bringing it into manifestation through the spiritual force called faith. Now, God could have created a world any way he wanted to. He could have created this earth and said, well, now we're going to have a feel-like world. And then when anybody gets up in the morning or just however they feel, that's the way it'll be. Well, we'd really been the mess, wouldn't we? <laughs> we'd have got up some morning and didn't feel saved. Then we have to go get born again, all over again. Well, whether you feel saved or whether you don't feel saved, if you've acted on the Word of God, done what the Word says, then you are saved. And you see, that's what we need to understand, that God has established some laws, the law of faith. Faith is a law. It's a law of God. The Apostle Paul talks about that in Romans, the third chapter. He's talking about where is boasting then? He said, is it excluded? By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. He was talking about being brought into Christ by faith, receiving Jesus by faith and entering into the provisions through faith. And he says, you can't boast about it. You can't boast about the fact that your sins are gone because it's something you receive by faith. He said, where is boasting then? He said, it's excluded. By what law? Of works? Now, I see, under the old law, it was the law of works. But now, he said, it's by the law of faith. So you could actually say this about it, that faith is the law of the new covenant. And it really is. Under the old law, they went by the law. In other words, their works was what made them righteous. But under the new covenant, it's not works at all. It's because of faith, through the law of faith. And he said, do we make void the law through faith? He said, God forbid. He said, we establish the law. Well, what law are we establishing? The law of faith. Now, this law of faith that he's talking about is the same law that the Apostle Paul refers to in Romans, the eighth chapter, when he says the carnal mind is enmity against God and is not subject to the law of God. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, you need to get a hold of that because the carnal mind cannot operate in the law of God. And the law of God he's referring to is the law of faith. 
See, faith is a law, just like any other law, just like God's law of gravity. It works. Now, whether you believe it or not, it works. There's always some guy that's trying to say it doesn't work, but it does. If he jumps off the building, he's going down. He's not going up. (laughs) It works. It works all the time. God's law of faith works. But the problem is that some people don't work it. You see, it's different in that aspect is that you can cause a failure in something. Now, the law of gravity is going to work. It's mandatory. But this law of faith, you see, God tells us how to operate it. It's a law. It'll work if it's applied properly. It won't work if we don't work it the way God said it. Romans, the eighth chapter, he said the carnal mind's enmity against God, not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Now, what he's saying, he's not saying that you can't operate in the law of God. He's saying if you're going to do it in the natural realm, in the five senses realm, he said that you can't operate in it there. Faith works in the heart. Now, we need to understand it. Faith is a spiritual force. It works in the spirit of man, in the heart of man. It doesn't work in the head. Now, what we'd call head faith, actually, I don't know is any such thing. It's really mental assent. We say, yes, that's in the Bible, so I believe it. But we really don't believe it. I mean, many times, if it's in the head, you don't really believe it. We have mental assent to it. Well, if it's in the Bible, then I, I, yes, it's true because it's in the Bible. But is it true in your life? Well, no, it hasn't become true in my life. Well, see, it's not in your spirit yet. If you get the faith of God in you, it'll produce the reality of that thing. But it has to get in in the spirit, man. It has to get in the heart. It won't work in the head. And that's where a lot of people get in trouble. They try to operate it out of the head. They say, well, all I got to do is say it. Mark eleven twenty three says I can have what I say. So I'm just going to start saying all these things, you see. Now, like one individual said, now I know there's nobody in Texas would be that foolish, but there was somebody out in another state that foolish said to a friend of mine, said, now I tell you, this faith and confession stuff doesn't work. He said, oh, why you say that? Well, he said, I confessed 300 times in one day that I had a new car and I didn't get it. Well, <laughs> you see, all he had was a formula. He thought it was just some magic or something that you just say it and it just appeared the next morning in the garage. No, that's not what the Bible says. All he had was the formula. He missed the principle altogether. You see, faith will work, but you have to develop yourself in it. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. And I trust it's been a blessing to you. Now, we're offering the book this week. It's book offer number 7509. It's entitled Faith and Confession. 265-page paperback for $16 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $20. Now, this is a faith manual. This book will help you get a grip on what it means to confess the Word of God and what faith will do in your life. The gospel is the power of God, seed time and harvest, words transmit images. These are some of the chapter titles. Law of corresponding action. Faith requires action. That's one of the chapter titles. It brings some balance into the faith message. Sometimes people get off out in left field, you know. People act like they have faith when they have none. You have to develop your faith. You don't just wake up some morning feeling like believing God. 
It's when you confess the Word of God, keep God's Word in your mouth, that it produces faith. It's like a wing on an airplane. There is no lift on that wing as long as it's sitting still on the ground. But when you thrust that wing through the air, it creates its own lift. And that's what the confession of the Word of God does to your faith. It creates faith. God's Word, spoken out of your mouth, and you hear it with your own ears, goes right into your spirit, creates faith in the Word of God. But then on the other hand, if you're confessing what the devil said, you're going to have faith in the devil and what he said. So faith cometh by hearing. Just make sure you're hearing the right thing, especially coming out of your own mouth, because it's important that you hear what God said concerning you. When it comes to faith and confession, if you confess the Word of God long enough, you'll believe it. Now, you might not believe that there is abundance and no lack when you first start confessing the Word of God, but if you stay with it long enough, it'll create faith. Confess God's Word, and it produces faith for what He promised. That's offer number 7509, Faith and Confession, 265-page paperback for $16 plus $4 postage and handling. A total of $20. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.